I haven't even been on any social today. I've been so busy all morning. I know. I was like trying to write that. First of all, I woke up and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I was like in bed. I'm like, da, 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 doing my script. Then I heard Lily. I was like, all right, I got Lily up. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do right now? Make freezer burritos. Like, why the fuck did I, oh spend, an, <laughs> I spend an hour assembling these burritos? <laughs> and I like looked at the clock. I was like, oh my gosh, I should write my script. I looked, it's 8 a.m. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yep. You're running late. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of easily distracted, oh. that's my middle name. There you go. Yeah, for real. All right. Shall we? Yes. Do our countdown. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina from TBR Etc. And I'm Renee from It's Book Talk. This is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. And today we're really leaning into the fact that we're easily distracted by new releases. We'll share something that we've been loving lately, review our latest reads, and share a few of the new releases we've read recently. If you enjoy listening, we'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And if you have a quick minute, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing us on social media or both. It truly helps us connect with other book lovers. Hey, Tina. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. I just got an alert on my phone here. And it's like, oh, your your book's coming. And as I look at it, I'm thinking, I, I feel, I'm like, I don't know where I heard this about this book from. I'm real excited. It's under the radar. No one's probably heard of it. And I'm like, did Renee bring this to the show? <laughs> so I'm going to read you the title. It's called Perfect Days by Rafael Montes. Montes? No, I didn't. Perfect Days, Rafael Montes. Okay. Okay. It's like, He's an Argentinian author. That sounds so familiar, mm-hmm. though. I wonder if we've heard that somewhere. And I can't remember whether it's our Instagram or... Mm. Yeah, somebody... Because this is about a young medical student who kidnaps a girl and goes on a road trip with her. Someone must have recommended it to us when we were talking about dark reads. And this is a Brazilian author. Okay. Oh, Okay. Anyway, so that's on its way. And I was like, what if this is one that Renee was like, I'm so excited for it. I'm going to feel like a dork. <laughs> like, hey, I Wait, found is this. It on it, cool is book. it on its way from the library? Or t- no, I ordered oh, it. Oh, you ordered it. Okay. It was like $3. And I was like, you know what? For some reason, it was in my cart. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll add this on. And then I oh. just saw that it shipped as we were recording. I'm like, wait, is this a, is this a your recommendation? Yeah. So what about you? All What's right. going on? Just the usual. I have been like I was mentioning to you earlier, busy reading this week, mm-hmm. busy, busy reading. Yeah. And for it was just another one of those weeks where I have all these choices of new releases yeah. and then can't land on anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of those. So you sampled <laughs> it a bunch? It was just, I sampled a bunch. I knew that I knew one that I for sure wanted to read. I had it in my head that I wanted to bring all three as new releases. So once I get something in my head, I was, Mm -hmm. then I just started circling and then I tried some (laughs) and then I was like, no, I don't like that. So anyway, I land, I'm happy where I ended up. I am bringing two five stars, one four star. I am very excited about it. It just took a while. Mm -hmm. And so I was 
scrambling and reading, reading, reading. So that's that's kind of been my week so far this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take that. I will. I love a two five stars and a four. Like I will take that any it, day. Mm-hmm. Mine is two five stars and a two star. Oh, that's coming that's from gonna... me, which is I am a very <laughs> generous grader, and so I'm like, huh? Yeah, I can't wait to talk to you about it, though. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, yeah, let, let's get started and tell me, what are you loving lately? Oh, I sure will. So, okay, this is so fun. I'm really, really glad that I have social media <laughs> because <laughs> my recent purchase was very heavily influenced by Instagram. I kept seeing these targeted ads for this product, and they are my Rothy's flats. So okay. these are shoes. And I, you know, kept seeing them. I've been in the market for new flats for work because literally the ones I've been wearing, I wore a freaking hole in the sides of it. (laughs) I'm like, lady, you need a new pair of shoes. So kept seeing the ads. And finally, I took to my stories and I was like, hey, does anybody have these? And are they actually worth the price? Because they're pretty pricey. Let me tell you, I don't know if I've ever gotten as many responses as I did from that question. I mean, folks were coming in left, right, and center. I loved it. And because I was like, good, this is what I wanted. I wanted real people's Mm -hmm. opinions. And by and large, everybody had wonderful things to say. So I caved. And if you've not heard of Rothy's, they're known for their sustainably made and washable shoes. Like they're kind of like ballet flats. And I was so tempted because of the word washable. These, I don't wear socks with a lot of the time. They can get funky if you wear them too often. (laughs) And I heard from my crowdsourcing that they are indeed washable. The whole thing. I thought it was just the insert. It's the whole shoe. I'm like, tell me the truth. Like, does it hold up? And everybody said yes. Everybody. And, And these are friends I know in real life, folks on Instagram. And I finally ordered a pair. I can confirm that they are indeed the most comfortable flats I have ever worn full stop. You don't need to break them in. And I'm not like saying this because like, I'm just saying it because I want to share the wealth because I'm blown away. I'm like, wait, (laughs) can this be true? They're very, they feel nice. They're very soft. And when they came in this box, this box was so narrow. I was like, no way. My foot's not going to fit because I have very wide feet. However, on their website, they say to go up a size if you have a wide foot. I was like, all right, baby, I'm going up a full size. Let's hope this works because I got the pointy version. I'm really glad I did because they worked super well. I got the point is the title of the shoe in the pattern Desert Cat. I'll share it on our stories. It's kind of like a leopard print almost. They are pricey, but I am all about cost per wear. If I am going to wear these to death like I did my last shoes, I'm going to, I'm okay with paying for it. I asked some friends like, you know, how do you, how are they holding up? People have had them for years. They work on their feet. My roommate from college actually sent me a coupon code and she's a wedding planner. So she's on her feet for like 12 hours on those days. She's like, these are the shoes that I wear. So I think I'm, I'm very happy with my purchase. I will share my referral code in our, you know, show notes in case you are tempted. It's not sponsored. Anybody can share this coupon, but I was like, heck yeah, I'll take $20 off. Or if you're a teacher, first responder, or medical professional, they automatically will give you a 20% discount. You just have to prove that you're employed by that. So I can't say enough good things. I'm like, oh gosh, now I'm like, well, maybe I need a, like a loafer. Maybe I need another color. <laughs> so that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have. So these are my Rothy's flats. Oh, I'm so glad you brought oh, those. Yeah. I think I've seen that on Instagram, but I'm I sure. tend to scroll past. I'm just really hesitant about shoes just because... Mm-hmm. I love my Birkenstocks in the summer and but because know. I can wear, yeah, they're great for people with knee problems. And I oh, 
interesting. So yeah. especially, I I just can't wear a lot of regular type of hard sole sandals mm-hmm. and all of that. I just but if these are comfy, I'm I'm gonna check them out. They're comfy, and that was the thing. I was like, I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. All right, what do you have for us? Okay, all right. Today I am bringing. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're gonna laugh, but I am bringing my most favorite can't live without shower cap. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> no, no, no. I, this is good. Tell us more. <laughs> okay. It is the dry bar morning oh. after mm-hmm. shower cap. Okay. I wash my hair no more than twice a week, mm-hmm. sometimes once a week. And that's because I have super dry, naturally curly hair. I don't need, it does better if I don't wash it a lot. So I, ha- I found the shower cap several years ago. And I've reordered it several times. I have more than one. Anyway, the reason this is so good, it is lined with terry cloth, which absorbs the steam in the shower. And it's very form-fitting. So it has a cotton-lined elastic grip. Where you put it, it will stay. I don't have super long hair. It is only one size, but it says it works for all hair types. And I love it. I'll take a shower. When I take it off, my hair looks the exact same as when I went in. It does not let water in. It does not let moisture in. It is amazing. I love it. If you need a shower cap for whatever reason, I highly recommend it. And the price point is $16. So it's not outrageous. And that's the dry bar morning after shower cap. I like the dry bar. They're the ones that make mm-hmm. my dry shampoo. I know. So they, I know. They, they, I, they make good products. You sold me on that dry shampoo. Ugh. And so I, I got myself a little mini because I don't even use dry shampoo a lot, but I did mm-hmm. get that one. Yeah. I do like their products. I think that I wore one of mine out and ended up having to try a regular shower cap and it was just horrible. So <laughs> I just like, highly recommend this one. Yeah. I need something that's going to last. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's great. I guarantee there's people that have been looking for an, a shower cap that's actually useful. When I think shower cap, I think of the ones you get from the hotel. They're like made of like saran oh, wrap, basically. Right. Like they're like super flimsy. And your hair will be wet when you... Exactly. Around the perimeter. Yes. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about my latest read. Okay. It's literally so good. Like I... Oh, this is a good one. Okay. This is the good one. I am so excited to tell you about... This latest read, it was hands down one of the darkest books I've ever read. And this book was The Good Son by Yu Jung Jung. Okay. It was so, so good. I can't say enough. Okay. Let me tell you about it. Mm -hmm. It opens with Yu Jin waking up to a strange metallic smell. He's a 26-year-old man. He's living with his mother. And he's kind of disoriented. We're not sure what's going on. And he appears to be covered in this thick, dry substance And we quickly find out that it is indeed blood. There's a lot of it. So he gets up. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Then the phone rings. And it's his brother who's out of town. He's like, hey, is everything okay? And and Eugene's like, yeah, yeah, why? You know, what's going on? Why do you ask? Oh, well, mom called me in the middle of the night, but I missed it. He's like, okay, that's strange. And Eugene cannot remember much from the night before. He has no idea why he's covered in blood. And then he walks to find the dead body of his mother in a pool of blood at the bottom of the stairs. Oh. And so all his life, we find out that he's had memory issues. He is definitely an unreliable narrator, and the reader isn't sure what his memory issues are due to, but we do know that he often has seizures, and he's really afraid of having these seizures in public. 
So we find out like he's been monitored by his mom who like kind of manages his symptoms. He suddenly has a flashback of his mom screaming his name, but he doesn't know if she's calling for help or screaming for her life. Ooh, okay. He has no idea what to do, but he decides his best bet is to buy himself time. So he does his best to hide the evidence and decides to pursue the killer himself. This book is really, really twisted. And again, as a reader, you're not sure what's going on because you're in the mind of this unreliable narrator the entire time. But trust in the author, she is known as Korea's Stephen King. So if that tells you anything. Okay. She builds suspense so well. And we really come to figure out who Eugene is as a character. And we also come to know his mother because when he's trying to clean things up, he goes into her room and finds that she has a journal. And so he's been flipping through. She's been keeping this journal for years. So he learns a lot about things that went on when he was much younger. And he's reading through this to try and figure out what happened. There's themes of family secrets. There's memory loss. There's themes of obligation. I really, really could not stop reading this. I did a combination of print as well as audio. Both were excellent. And when I was researching, I found out that this is inspired by a true story, which I'm like dying to know. Well, let me not say that. I'm itching to know more about. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm like, I need to get some more information about this. But reader beware, this is gruesome. This is very gruesome, which I have inappropriate affect. I'm smiling because it was so, I'm delighted. I I just like really, really dark stories. It was thrilling. It was well written and also thought provoking. It wasn't gory for the sake of splatter, you know, splatter punk or which there's a, there's room for that. This was thoughtful. If you like dark, if you like complicated stories of family and motherhood, you really will enjoy this story. I do not want to say much more than that, even though I'm desperate to talk to somebody about it because it was so thought-provoking. My recommendations to not read the Goodreads reviews because there are spoilers that kind of ruin it. Not ruin it. I I read them like a dummy and was like, oh, dang, I wish I didn't read that. But do, do me a favor and don't read the Goodreads reviews until after. This book is excellent. Trust me, I ordered a print copy right away from Book Depository. This book is The Good Son by Yu Jung Jung. Wow. Okay. You know what it reminds me of? What? Out by Kane Minato, which oh, is one of okay. my absolute favorites from last year. Very yeah. similar, like, feel to it. Right. And that's still on my TBR. I actually Ugh. own the audio. I bought the audio for that, but I didn't want to bring it since you've already right. talked about it. I wanted right. to give it a little more time before. I know. If I, I could stop mentioning it. it on the podcast, I know, like that'll give us more space. <laughs> but I don't know how I'm going to squeeze that in because when you were talking, I was also thinking about the treasure that you brought us with confessions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did have to jump right on that. And I feel like I'm going to have to jump right mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah. And see, because. Oh, it's and it's I short. Can't stop. It's I'm already short. thinking about a couple hours. Okay. Oh, really? I mean, it's maybe short. Like, maybe eight or nine hours on audio, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Like probably 300 or so pages. I might be underestimating, but it was it, it read very fast. Like it did not take me very long to get through this one at all. Okay. Well, I'm already. I can't stop thinking about whether he did it or somebody else did it. And I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to tell you. I know. I know. <laughs> did do you recommend the audio? Yeah. I recommend okay. the audio. They did something really neat in which they had a it's a it's narrated by a male narrator, but they got a female narrator to say 
the remember I said like he's having these flashbacks of his mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they all of a sudden you're listening to this male narrator and then you hear Eugene in a female voice and it kind of oh, like that's oh, awesome. it like startles you. And she reads okay. the parts of the journal, like the mother's journal. So there's dual narration. I love that quality. Okay, <sighs> I'm so good. glad I grabbed this one. Yeah, really, really good. All right. Well, my I'm doing such a a sharp turn from. Your dark That's and okay. twisted. We, we need one. We need one because that one's pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. My latest read is called The Lifeguards by Amanda Eyre Ward. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you how I even this even got on my radar, which was literally just a couple days ago. And that was when we post on Instagram every week for listeners who may not follow us on Instagram or are not on Instagram. Every Monday we post a what are you reading Instagram post. And we get lots of comments. I read all of them. There was this comment by Leslie at LeslieDawn72. And she said, I want to read exactly what she said, because this is what sparked me. She said, I just finished The Lifeguards by Amanda Air Ward. OMG, excellent family drama slash neighborhood mystery to get you feeling all things summer. While the comparisons to Leon Moriarty are used way too much, this novel nails it. Snatch it up if you're a fan of her books. That's a great comment. And I, yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never heard, I haven't heard of this. Pulled it up, very summer cover. I mean, I have been in a like summer reading is coming. I'm in that sort of mood. So anyway, this was the perfect, like one sit read bingeable story. Here's what it's about three mothers and their 15-year-old teenage sons. They're all lifeguards. It's set in Austin, Texas, in the Zickler Park neighborhood. Now, I did not even actually remember to Google to see if that's a real neighborhood, but it sounded like the author knew what she was talking about, so I'm wondering if it is real. It's suburban. There is a lot of talk of Greenbelt trails, live music, and moms who drink a few too many margaritas. Mm-hmm. There it, uh-huh. There is Whitney, Annette, and Liza, and they are close friends, super close friends. Their kids have grown up together for 15 years. They are not all in the same socioeconomic class, which makes for very interesting dynamics. Annette is actually working on getting her American citizenship. Liza is living paying rent to one of the others. And so it's very, it's a very interesting dynamic that they have. And they think that their friendship and their boys' friendships is unbreakable, as safe as any neighborhood friendship and family can be. However, that is not the case. And one night, as the three women have been enjoying a very long happy hour and their boys were off working at the pool, The boys come back on their bicycles and they had been at their favorite swimming hole after work and they come back and say, something happened. We found a body, but we didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. From there, the story goes. And that's what I want to leave you with as the setup. But of course, what comes out is a lot of secrets, a lot of lies, a lot of people assuming that what you see on the surface is what's going on behind closed doors. And that's not the case. And it makes for a very interesting story. And of course, a mystery as to what happened. 
I don't even want to say who was found because I want you, I want everybody to go in just like I did with that snippet. I didn't go read any reviews. Don't do it. I'm glad I didn't. But here's what I'll say. I did listen to this and the audio narration was great. There's four narrators. So it gives you that storytelling experience of where you you have different voices. And I do think if you liked Big Little Lies, and you and I think the the Leon Moriarty comparison is spot on, and it reminded me of Big Little Lies, maybe not quite to that level, but still, I I binged this in a day. I was thoroughly entertained by the shenanigans of the people in this community, especially the women and the kids. It's also a little bit of a exploration of helicopter parenting. What happens when the kids? have so many expectations put on them. The husbands, I will say, I I kind of got them mixed up. They all seemed kind of like the same type of person. And I'm wondering if maybe that was the point because this story is about the mothers and their sons. And yes, you do have to suspend disbelief as far as some implausible plot points, but that was fine. That didn't bother me. The one thing I was not super happy with was in the epilogue. And I love an epilogue. Give me an epilogue every day. Mm -hmm. But when you're going to give me an epilogue, especially when it involves an update on where everyone is at some point in the future, then I need to know everyone that had been in the story. And there was a glaring person left out. Oh, that's so interesting. To Mm -hmm. the point I was like, you're like, wait. Uh, I went back on my audiobook because I was thinking I had to have missed it. There's no way this would not have been included. No, I didn't miss it. And it's not there. And then I went back and read the Goodreads reviews. And I mean, don't do it. Do not go back. <laughs> I, I'm shocked by the low ratings. I'm really shocked by it because I found this completely entertaining and really like binge worthy. And people gave it some really not great reviews. A lot of people dinged the ending, which I I can get. But I also think go in with the right expectations. Mm-hmm. This is meant to be a beach or pool read. I'll put it like a read it in an afternoon because you're going to want to know how it all works out. Go in with those expectations and I think you'll find it as enjoyable as I did. And that's The Lifeguards by Amanda Air Ward. Yeah, expectations are so mm-hmm. important. The ones that we put on ourselves in the reading experience, the ones that we take in. Because I have a book coming in a minute where my expectations were very different based on what the publisher shared in the synopsis. Oh, okay. Which always bugs okay. me when there's like a big glaring difference or mm-hmm. something missing. Right. That sounds good yeah. though. Perfect for like getting excited for more warm weather. Yes. Yeah. And the cover is great. I mean, you'll mm-hmm. look at the cover and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read this by the pool or the beach mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. it's. I enjoyed it. Yeah. People really didn't like her last one either. Oh, the Jet Setters. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I haven't. I didn't read that, but. Yeah. People had really. I remember it getting bad ratings. I'm glad I didn't go check Goodreads because it's, it's mm-hmm. at a 3.58. Damn. And I probably would have. I'm just glad I didn't. I've been avoiding well, except for The Good Son. I don't know why I did it. I'm mad at myself. I was like, yeah, because I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, how, I think I was like, how many ratings does this have? And then it's not very many. And then I saw a couple and I got tempted and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I click on this. <laughs> oh, well. 
I love when that happens, though. Like, as soon as I read that comment, I was like, oh, let me check this out because I didn't know what else I was going to read. Yeah, that's a great comment. She sold it really well. She definitely sold it. Mm-hmm. And that's short, I imagine, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I want to say even five or six out. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's, at a, uh, that's at my audio speed, mm-hmm. which is about a 2.0, so. Right. All right, so to prepare for this episode, you know, we love a new release episode. Like, that's our, like, sweet spot. And Uh the last time we did it was episode 24 in November of 2021. And I was like, what did we talk about? Like, how did we frame this episode? And basically, last time we talked about what are new releases and why do we like reading new releases? And I was basically talking about I like to read new releases personally because I really like to get the jump on titles that I think Mm -hmm. are going to be everywhere. I like to be in the first pot of people who read it. And I will share a quote from me. (laughs) For every seven days in June, there are 100 that were just fine. And unfortunately, I am sharing one today that was just fine. It was not even fine. It was not good. Okay. I know. But at least I can share why it didn't work for me and, you know, give information for others who might be considering it. And you said that you go back and forth between being tempted by new releases and being distracted by backlist and that you were continuously on the search for that stay up all night book experience. Mm-hmm. Have you had that lately or are you bringing one today? Yes. I think all three. Really? Are, yes. Except I only stayed up super Mm -hmm. late with one of them, Mm -hmm. but because the other one, um, the other two, I was able to listen to throughout the entire day. Got it. Mm -hmm. But you you were like binging it. Mm -hmm. If I would have started in the evening, I would have stayed up late for all of them. Yeah. Good. That's exciting. That's been super fun. I still agree with that. What is different for me right now, so it's interesting we did that episode in the fall and this one in the spring. Because I don't really have an interest right now. I'm not distracted by backlist right now. I'm very... (laughs) That makes sense. I'm super into being distracted by the new releases out now, especially in April, which is... It's just a crazy publishing month. Mm -hmm. And then all of the summer releases yes. that that title oh I keep coming across titles and keep getting so excited mm-hmm. and that's what I'm distracted with right same. now yeah same here so I also in addition to like wanting to be on the jump or on the early end of reviewing I get book FOMO and when there are new releases that I haven't read yet that are getting catching fire on bookstagram they're the bookstagram darling mm-hmm. of the moment I'm like oh my gosh, I want to read that one. Like if if what I'm reading at the time isn't grabbing me, I get super, super tempted to switch to see what everybody's talking about and to see what the fuss is. And I know you're bringing a FOMO book today. I am. I can't wait to hear about. Yes, that happens to me too. Very, mm-hmm. yeah, that did happen to me with one of the ones I'm bringing today. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm usually, I guess, hit or miss because sometimes if it's if it's got so much buzz, I may go the opposite direction yeah. and and just think, well, now I don't want. Now I'm I'm not going to read it because everyone's reading it. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't do that with the, with the one I'm bringing today. I needed to find out if what everyone was saying was actually I accurate. Know. I know exactly I what you're talking about. Yeah, because I, I know the book and I know what you're saying. And I was the I same mean, way. I'm like, I need to hear this. I get more FOMO from my sources if they're excited about it. I'm like, dang, I want to read this. Mm-hmm. Less so. For example, I got True Biz. Um, I know that that's come out in April and that's getting a lot of good press. I think it's a Reese Witherspoon pick. And so I was very excited about it. And I've seen it all over now. And now I'm like, well, maybe I'll push it down a little bit because I feel like it's very (laughs) popular. And, you know, folks are going to be talking about it for, you know, everybody knows about this book, right? So I'm like, what else is out there that I can bring and maybe bring a little 
spotlight too. Well, I hope you do read it. I, I am curious. I think about I will. That I one. will for sure at some point. But okay. I mean, on top of being distracted in general by books <laughs> on a daily basis, which is, I mean, we are. And I thought it would be fun to talk about in just a day of our lives. What else are you easily distracted by? My biggest distraction while reading or in general mm-hmm. is not my kid, believe it or not. It is my phone. I am the worst with letting intrusive thoughts get in the way. Like I'll be reading. Like yesterday, I was like, I have to read this book for tomorrow, right? I just finished it and I'm bringing it today. Like I got to finish this book. But also I'm like, oh, what's for dinner? Oh, let me Google this. Oh, do we have chicken still in the fridge? And then I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. Is this a real city? How far away is Venice Beach from Hollywood? Like I'll like Google stuff that's in the book. And I'm like, you're not reading. It's just, it's fun though. Some of it's a part of the Mm -hmm. reading experience, but I'm also like, brain, could you, could you stop? Could you just focus on one thing at hand? So I've been trying to read on my Kindle. That obviously really helps with that if I don't have mm-hmm. my phone handy. Plus, I like reading on the Kindle. It's just easy to tap through. I feel like I can read pretty fast. That's so funny that you said that. My number, when I was making notes for this, my number one distraction outside of, outside of actually just reading or listening to an audiobook or whatever is my online research rabbit holes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Which I will get, which I will go through just like you said, either a book will make me think, especially if it's a crime or something and, Mm -hmm. and it's based on a true story or inspired by a true story, then I will have to go look that up. But then otherwise like I'll be watching Good Morning America or the Today Show and the Daily Deals. And then I'll see that. And then I'll have to go jump on and mm-hmm. see. And then that will take me to other skincare. And then oh my gosh. it's it's like it a, I get so distracted by online stuff and mm-hmm. brands. And it doesn't matter. It Just research in general of anything, I will get distracted by it. I also get super distracted by Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting better about that because I'm just like, eh, you know, I'll I'll hop on when I'm like, this is a bad habit. I'll be like on the phone or I'll be like doing something else. I'm like, oh, let me scroll through and see what's going on. And I'll, you know, I'll, I like to visit some of my folks' posts and whatnot. So I'm more distracted if we're thinking more socially by our new mm-hmm. Discord. I'm yes. having so much fun with it. I can't tell you how much fun I have with it. I feel like we've gotten to know some of our patrons super well through that. And if you mm-hmm. want to join, you just have to be one of our patrons for $5 a month. And I cannot tell you how cool it's been. The amount of diversity in the books that folks are sharing in our Discord is so exciting. There's targeted mm-hmm. book recommendations. But now I'm like, well, maybe I need, do I read fantasy? Maybe I should. How about historical fiction? This book sounds good. <laughs> like I'm just in there all day, like tooling around. And it's so fun. It's such a good, it is. it's a good worthwhile distraction. But I'm like, okay, you also have to read some of these books that you're putting on your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's been a recent distraction for me. Like Instagram in general is always one of my distractions, but our new, yes, the our new Discord is, it's so much fun and there's always somebody to talk to and there's mm-hmm. always something to read. And, and then that also does give me more book recommendations. And then I go look those up. I know. And then Why that takes like me, I know, but <laughs> I know. that- that takes me down other paths because then I may see a book, which then leads me to one, like an author that I, and then I think, oh, I wonder if they have a book coming out. And then I will have to then research and go find and see if that author has a book coming out. And if so, when, and what is it? (laughs) 
I mean, when I tell you, you might be like, worse than me. Mine's just random, stupid stuff. Like, huh, oh, what did this person look like when they were young? <laughs> like, what, no, mine's pretty targeted. I yeah, have, I, yeah, I'm a targeted researcher. You're you're researching. I am fucking around on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's an. It is fun. I mean, I have fun with anything book related. Yeah. Like, I can do way less skincare and and, and all of that. I don't yeah. need all of that, but I do enjoy all of my book research. Mm-hmm. I love it. Let me ask you this. So reading should be fun. I think that for, uh, we're not saying don't go down your distraction rabbit holes because I mm-hmm. think that's part of the experience. It's part of learning. It's part of like being curious about the things that you're reading and expanding your mind. So I'm definitely still for stopping reading and looking something up. For us, we often are reading for episodes. Do you feel like we are reading for a job now? Oh, for sure. Yes. And has that changed things for you? No. Not really, except I have a deadline Yeah, more so yeah. now than I didn't have a deadline before. But no, it hasn't changed my enjoyment of what yeah. I'm doing or it hasn't changed the fact that I still want to find just the right book f- yes. for me. But now it may be within parameters of what ep- whatever episode yeah. that is. I've always been, I've always tried to find like, I love finding under the radar books, but I also like to read new releases. That hasn't changed, but I still enjoy, even this week when I, I I got behind and I was like, oh, I need to read all of these books before we record. And mm-hmm. I made sure I found books that I was enjoying and mm-hmm. I loved every second of yeah. doing it. So I don't know. What about you? Do you feel any different? I agree. I do know, like I recognize that we're reading for a part of our job right now, which is the coolest thing. It's literally a dream come true, but it has not diminished my love for it in any way. I love it Mm -hmm. even more now because now it's like, I've always read for myself, right? But now I'm like, okay, we have this community of readers that like to get recommendations from from us. They like Mm -hmm. to hear what kind of books we want to read. So it almost is more fun. It also has helped me prioritize my reading. Whereas yesterday, if I had not known that I'm recording today and had to finish this book, I would have been cleaning the kitchen, making dinner, walking (laughs) around, doing other stuff that still is important. But it was nice to say, no, I'm going to read this book and this is the deadline and this is why. So that Mm -hmm. it's changed it in that way. I also feel like I'm reading more widely because we're having we have so much more access to people and they're giving Mm -hmm. us recommendations. But also within our book episodes, we make up this the topics that we choose, but it gives us parameters, right? It's not just because if I didn't have this, I would probably read 75 percent thrillers and then be be unsatisfied, though. I know I would be unsatisfied. So it's definitely it is a job, but it's a it doesn't feel like work. If that makes right. sense. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I think I said that or on our end of the year episode, but my reading, the quality of my reading since we mm-hmm. started the podcast has increased a hundred times. You have so many five-star reads this year, I know, which I love. I saw, I, I, we put that in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and um, I think I had, so far, I think I had the most of any, yeah. which I don't know. And we had this whole discussion about what makes a five-star book. And mm-hmm. I really, I think I, okay, so I actually don't know how many books I have read so far this year because I'm behind on on tallying everything, but yeah. I've had about 12 five-stars, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a lot, I think. But I went off of like 
did I find this book amazing? Did for whatever reason, did, can, am I still, is it still one I think about? Yes. Did I absolutely love it? Yes. Then it got five stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I love that. You have made a really important distinction. There is a difference, I think, between being stingy and being particular. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is stingy, and, and I don't think there's a right way to do it. Absolutely not. It's subjective. We know this, but I know there's some readers that are like five stars, like all time favorite, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. If you have that, like really, like I think Claire's like this, two or three a year, if it's a good year, that get that five star rating, which I can appreciate. I though am more like you in that if it's one that I personally think this book's going to stick with me. It's not one mm-hmm. that's going to fall out of my head <laughs> in a week and yeah. a half. I'm with you in that I'm a, I'm more, I don't know if generous is the right word. I think I'm also better at picking books for myself because I know now like what's not working, what is working. Same. I have 10 five stars for the year, which is a lot too. Okay. I'm so happy. Okay. You're, and two are in this episode. Two are in this episode. The Good Son and then one I'm about to tell you about. Oh, I didn't count this episode. So that means I have 16. Oh my gosh. No, wait, what did I say before? 12. 12. 14. So that means I have 14. (laughs) Math corner. (laughs) All right. Well, good. Oh my gosh. Anything else to add for new releases? No, that was it. Let's... I, I need to hear about your oh. books, and I can't wait to tell you about mine. So let's get mm-hmm. started. Okay. So let me, I, can I be negative for a moment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't mean to be. I don't want to be. You know, I'm, <laughs> that's not my, my neutral. But first book I'm bringing, I initially brought to March Books on the Radar. I was so excited about it. And unfortunately, it was not for me. It's The Wild Girls by Phoebe Morgan. And this one actually does not come out until April 26th, so it's a really, really new release. The biggest reason this book did not work for me is because it committed one of my cardinal sins. Actually, two. (laughs) It was billed as one thing, but did not pay off. Oh. It literally says in the synopsis, a group of old friends who plan to reconnect on an African safari vacation and their wild past will catch up with them. I was like, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was no safari. In this no. book, nary a wild animal in sight. This could have been set in my backyard for all of the atmosphere we, it gave us. And I'm so oh, mad. No. What a wasted potential. Also, the girls, not wild, not wild, present day or past. I'm like, wh- where are the wild girls? Okay, so let me tell you what it's about. This book is about four friends who have had a falling out. It's Felicity's 30th birthday. And even though They haven't spoken in a couple of years. She is treating the girls to an all-expenses-paid trip to Botswana. And I was like, sold. Let me have it. Even though they all have their reservations about going, they figure, you know what? It will be a chance to have fun and to rekindle our friendship. And it's also a chance for them to fully put that one horrible night behind them for good. And so it's told in the viewpoint of the three women. Felicity is the main one who's inviting the women on this safari trip. And then you have her three friends, Hannah. Alice, and Grace. And it's told in alternating chapters between them. As soon as the girls arrive to the luxury safari lodge, they figure something is off. They're like, okay, the lodge is amazing, but there's no sign of a party. There's food, but they don't see who sets it out for them. And there's no sign of felicity. And something they're, they're like, you know what? Something's definitely amiss. They are on their own without access to their phones because they've got spotty cell phone service. And initially, they weren't super worried about it. And then quickly things devolve. And they're like, oh, this is a problem. Initially, the pacing was great. I listened to it. And the narration was excellent. 
there are British narrators and there's multiple narrators. So you got the different viewpoints. And I remember even messaging Renee and saying, oh, okay, I have one for new release. This is going to be so good. I'm excited. Yeah. But after a while, I needed something to happen. Like the buildup was good. And then we get to Botswana, nothing. We're directly in the minds of the women in Hannah, Alice, and Grace. And even though we had these different narrators on the audiobook, I had a hard time keeping their personalities apart, especially Hannah and Alice, because they were literally, they felt very similar to me. I was like, wait, which one has the baby? Okay, it's Hannah. And it was fun to think about what could happen. The anticipation was there because I'm like, okay, something's coming. But there was no payoff. (laughs) Again, this could have been set anywhere in the world. It could have been Naperville, Illinois. I'm like, why are we in Botswana? What is happening? Like, I don't understand. Like, did I miss it? They're British. There's no connection. Felicity lives in New York now. Why are we here? And that's what made me feel a little bit duped. Like, I feel like this was included because it sounded exotic and exciting and it was not utilized. They didn't even meet anybody from Botswana. I don't know. There was no, No. literally no safari. No safari. They go, they're like, oh, we're going to go on a safari. They get dressed and then they never leave the resort because Felicity doesn't come out. No, no safari, no animals. There's not an animal on the premises. (laughs) I'm so mad. All right. So the structure was interesting. I will give points for this because it's told in three parts. It starts off in present day. They get to Botswana and then about halfway through it switches to the past where we finally figure out this is my second cardinal sin. The bad thing, the really bad thing, the bad night, the bad thing. What is the bad thing? Can you just tell me? So finally about 55, 60% in, we find out what happened. Problem is, we're over halfway through the book. And at that point, I was like, do I care? Okay, yeah, that Mm -hmm. happened. That was a bad night. But like, really? All of this hubbub because of that? I don't feel like the girls were any better as characters when they were younger. They were pretty awful to each other and bad communicators. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just didn't get to see any of their good times together. The ending was out of nowhere, pretty implausible, which I can forgive if it's entertaining, but it wasn't entertaining. It was actually pretty shitty. Trigger warnings for sexual assault, and they talk a lot about fertility issues. The writing was good. That was the weird part. The writing wasn't the issue. It was the plot. I feel terrible saying this because I Googled the author and found that this was her first U.S. release, and it's her fourth book. So please, guys, don't tag the author. I know you won't, but like, I feel crappy saying this. I just feel duped and kind of, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I don't say that often. Mm-hmm. I do think a part of it was some of the deceptive marketing, but I just, all in all, I can't recommend this story. And I'm sorry, it's The Wild Girls by Phoebe Morgan. Well, I'm sure I speak for everyone and we appreciate mm-hmm. your thoughts because I also thought that sounded so good. It had like, so I mean, much potential. It really a safari did. and what a different setting. That's disappointing. All right. All right. Okay. Bring us well, up. <laughs> we, appreci- we appreciate your honest thoughts. And not every book can be a winner. We True. know that. True. Not I know. I always debate. I always debate, do I want to bring a book that I'm going to be negative about to the show? But I feel like I don't mind hearing about it. And I feel like the listeners tend to agree. Right. So. right. Okay. Well, I am going to tell you about one Well, actually, both of my books left are my five stars. So it's Unlikely Animals by Annie Hartnett. And this was one of my April book on the radar picks. So I already knew I wanted to read this. I'm going to be very brief because I just mentioned this on the other episode. This is such a a me book. It had everything that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. It's a novel about life, death, animals, families, just everything, a mystery. And this one was about Emma. Well, she had come from a small town 
And she ended up heading out to California for college. And she was supposed to go to medical school and at the very last minute did not go, but didn't tell her family back in New Hampshire that she really hadn't went to medical school. So then they ask her to come home. Her father has some sort of mysterious brain disease, and his name is Clive. He's been hallucinating small animals as well as having visions of the ghost of a long-dead naturalist, Ernest Baines, who had once been known for letting wild animals live in his house. Now, the interesting part about this is there's an author note at the beginning and a really good author note at the end. The research that she added in the story came from true events as far as this naturalist. So that was interesting. But Clive was a professor and he lost his job because of these vision, these small animal visions that he keeps having. Emma arrives home and her mom is at the end of her rope. Her younger brother had been in rehab for opioid addiction. So the opioid epidemic is a backdrop in a a really thoughtfully done Mm -hmm. part of the story. As she's dropping the info to her family of, oh, I didn't go to medical school, actually. You get a lot of the family dynamics. It It was great. But in the course of that conversation, she finds out that her best friend from high school is missing, Crystal. And her dad, Emma's dad, is the only one interested in looking for her. He has made flyers, and they really treated Crystal as part of the family. And he's very distraught that no one is looking for her, that she's been known to do drugs, and the police have kind of written her off as she's just a drug addict that's went off on her own. So I remember when I told everyone about this, I said it's being billed as a tragicomic novel Mm -hmm. about family expectations, imperfect friendships. It was. It totally lived up to that. This story, I can't even tell you how much I love this story. And I don't want anyone to go and read anything else about it because there was a part of the story. And I did listen to this one. I had a print and an audio. And I ended up listening to the whole thing because it is one of the most entertaining audiobooks I have listened to this year by far. And there is a there are some people in this story that I did not know based on the synopsis that we're going to be in this story and we get to hear from them. And it was such a fun surprise that I don't want to ruin that for anyone. And I don't want anyone to go find out. Like when they entered the story, I was like, oh, this is perfection. This is absolute perfection. It's another point of view. If you like witty, small town mystery stories with families that I'm serious, I could have continued reading about this family, especially Clive. Clive is one of my favorite characters that I've read this year, by far. Oh, man. By far. Clive is a gem. I mean, I was not even halfway through this book before I realized I'm buying a print copy. It's going on my five-star bookshelf. I knew it. I knew it before the halfway point. The writing is so good that the way she crafted dialogue, the way this family felt so real, and not only the family, but also 
there are many side characters alive and dead. And when I t- when I say they were flawlessly characterized, I'm I'm not exaggerating. Everybody felt real. Everybody felt layered. Their kids. It was just so good. And the animals. If you are an animal lover, you will love this book. The wild animals. The dogs. Oh my gosh. So much to love. So much to love. I think I'm going to have to leave it there and say just if that at all sounds good to you, just go get it. It's Unlikely Animals by Annie Hartnett. Well, you sold me. I was putting a hold on it as you were talking. I've got the (laughs) audio on hold. I actually do have a physical copy of this. So I'm like, maybe it's going to come with me on my next trip. Oh gosh. Yeah. The audio. And I knew that I could probably read faster. Mm -hmm. On my Kindle because I didn't want to speed up the audio because I was enjoying it so much. But I ended up staying up super late last night with one AirPod oh, in mm-hmm. in bed because I wanted to finish this on audio. It was just so oh, good. Go so, so good. And there's resolution to everything. I didn't have it figured out as far as what was going on. So it almost felt secondary mm-hmm. to you know, even though the missing person aspect is what really drew me in initially, it became secondary. Oh, that's such a good review. So good. We are very bossy today. Do not read the reviews on this one. Just listen to us. We've told you everything you need to know. (laughs) But I think that's true. Like, I like to know that if somebody tells me like, hey, this is what you need to know about it. Does it sell you? Don't read the reviews or the synopsis even because it's going to spoil it. So very good. I'm very happy that the publisher or whoever was in charge of of doing this blurb did not put out the little tidbit I'm talking about, about these other perspectives, because like I said, it was one of the most fun surprises mm-hmm. of the book. Oh, good. Okay. I can't wait to read this. I think you'll like it. So what do you have next for us? Yes. Yeah, so speaking of staying up late, this one kept me up until about 1230 last night, which is very late for me. This is Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. And I got this recommendation from one of our patrons during our Mood Reader Happy Hour. And I am so glad we're doing that because there's so many recs that people share that I would not have gotten my attention. But Mm -hmm. this one was on the list. It came out in January of 2022. And this is a romantic comedy about the first openly non-binary contestant on America's Favorite Cooking Show who falls for their clumsy competitor. Dahlia Woodson is recently divorced and on the verge of bankruptcy. To cope with her failed marriage, she teaches herself how to cook and ends up on this very popular amateur chef reality TV show. And when she gets there, she literally runs into London Parker, an adorable and stoic fellow competitor. London has things to work through of their own. They decide to announce their pronouns on national television. And in addition to the backlash they face from the people on social media, They're also getting it from the other competitors and within their own family. So needless to say, they have enough going on. There's enough on their mind without worrying about the klutzy Dahlia stationed in front of them. They're there to prove the trolls wrong and falling in love was never part of the plan. All right. It's so cute. I love the setup. Literally from the beginning, I was with a smile on my face. And as you read on, the two start to get close. And in this bubble, their real life issues start to fall away. And they share things with each other that they've never shared before. And they're having adventures together as they explore L.A. in between filming the show. And I will say that this is not a spoiler. Things get pretty steamy. But the two of them know like there is a time limit on their romance as only one of them can be the winner of the show. 
and either of them can be kicked off at any time. And not to mention, they both have very valid reasons for wanting the $100,000 prize. I adored this book. I had a smile on my face for the whole thing, but it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't slapstick. It wasn't like, oh, let's just like hokey at all. It was serious, but it was also fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. There are so many good Easter eggs in here. She makes a metaphor about an onion that was incorporated throughout. And I definitely think if you like books with reality TV as a plot point, you will like this. If you like books that feature food pretty heavily, you will like this. I'm a major fan of Top Chef, and I like loved the behind the scenes of filming. I could have done like this book could have been twice as long, just giving me the minutia of the reality show because I love it so much. <laughs> I also thought their relationship was very sweet. So Dahlia has known that she was queer since college, but has never explored that side of herself because she married her high school sweetheart, who was a man. And London has not been with anyone since they've made their transition. I love their witty banter and the care that they had for each other. And the other, there's some good side characters too. There's really depth to this story. And I liked very much how the author explored Dahlia's divorce. She did that in a thoughtful way, as well as London's identity. There's also really good scenes between the characters and their mothers on both ends. I really liked some of those conversations. And this is also own voices. The author uses she, they pronouns, and it made me think about things that I hadn't considered when it comes to being gender nonconforming, like from a love story. This book is told from both Dahlia's and London's point of view. And while I've read books featuring characters who pronouns were they and them, seeing how often London was referred to as they, them made me aware how my brain recognizes those words and the ubiquitousness and the importance of pronouns. Because in the beginning, my brain was catching like they, them, like who are we talking about? Like, gosh, even someone like me, and I'm okay with admitting this, you know, I understand the importance of pronouns, but wow, if your pronoun doesn't match your identity, how Mm -hmm. jarring that's going to be because you're going to hear, you're going to be misgendered all the time, every day, I'm sure. So I really, really am grateful for this reading experience, and I definitely want to read more books like this. Plus, it was a joy. I will miss these characters. Like, I'm already thinking, like, man, I'm I'm kind of sad that they're, my story is over with them for now. Again, this is Open Door and Steamy for those of you that are interested in that, and I highly, highly recommend this book. It's Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. Oh, good. I'm glad you gave us the scoop on that because mm-hmm. um, Amy brought that yes, to Amy did. Mm-hmm. our mood reader happy hour and she's at Ames the reader on Instagram mm-hmm. so I'll link to her because she shares lots of great books she does mm-hmm. and when she talked about it I thought that sounded really good yeah so I think I was one of those I like put a hold on it immediately but unfortunately for me I was having margaritas during our happy hour and so I could not remember <laughs> who brought which books I, I did DM her though on Instagram I was like was it you is this your pick and she's like yeah are you reading it so yeah it was really fun Oh, good. All right. Well, I am going to tell you about the book that is getting the buzz on Instagram that I had FOMO. I'm just going to give you the scoop. It did live up to the buzz. It's Cover Story by Susan Rigetti. This was my shelf edition from our March 8th Celebrating International Women's Day episode. I knew this sounded good. I knew it. I try to pick books for my shelf editions that I re- fully intend to read. I had no idea this was going to 
be something that was going to be all over Instagram and people are talking about it. So if you remember, this was about a young woman, uh, Laura Ricci. She is an aspiring writer. That's what she really wants to do. She wants to write novels, but she and she gets a summer internship at Elle magazine. This is very New York City. You, you definitely have the New York City backdrop setting. While she's interning, she meets someone named Cat Wolf. And Kat is a contributing editor and a very enigmatic, kind of mysterious yet glamorous daughter of a clean energy mogul. Kat and Laura hit it off, and Kat takes Laura under her wing, and they start talking. They start spending time together, and it's, and Kat also has an interest in writing, and so she ends up taking Laura under her wing as far as, and talking her into being um, her ghostwriter because turns out Kat is writing a book. She has plans and she has a platform. She has millions of Instagram followers. Like, so she decides to, to have her be her ghostwriter. And really you've got the internship and what happens with that. You have, where is Kat and Laura by the end of the internship? Things take a turn. It does give you the info in the synopsis that Laura is having struggles. She's having financial struggles. She's just not sure what she wants to do with her life. And Kat ends up saying, well, why don't you just come move into the Plaza Hotel with me? She does. And that's all I want to say because, wow, the lifestyle, the extravagant spending, and what goes on from there— between these two and between others, it makes for the most binge-worthy of reads. I probably read this faster. Actually, I listened to this. So I want to tell you about that. But before I say this, there is an element of something is going on in this story because the structure of this is set around diary entries, emails, FBI correspondence. So you know the FBI is on the trail of someone and things are not what they seem. This is very much a novel of secrets, lies, conspiracy, and cons, and lots and lots of deception. Lots. I did not watch the Netflix show Inventing Anna, and I didn't read the book that it was based on, which was My Friend Anna, but I do know about the show. So I can't speak to whether that made this a better experience for me, but I... I did know about the Netflix show, and others who have watched the show said that this was similar to it for only the first 20% or so. Oh, good. So I'm just going off of what others have said. Let me tell you about the audio, though. No one is liking the audio except for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, that's the only copy I had of this. Mm -hmm. And so because I wanted to read it so bad, I, I decided to go with the audio, despite my pet peeve of listening to email mm-hmm. transactions on audio. And this and yes, it did drive me nuts. It's a lot of back and forth, but the good news is it's sporadic. So this is not a book that is solely based on emails. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's not fully epistolary, it's yeah. Interspersed throughout. Once you get into the flow of the story, just let the emails go by you. Just pay attention to what's being said in the emails mm-hmm. and not the 
the fact that the narrator that the narrator has to read like the email address. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And all of yeah. that where you're just like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. I love this. I love this so much. I would be shocked if anyone who picked this up did not have a hard time putting this down. If you can read it in a one sitting, you're going to want to. This is filled with themes of, like I said, cons, friendship, Laura trying to figure out her life, the allure of a glamorous, wealthy New York City lifestyle, fashion and literary combined, like that backdrop. And it felt like the ultimate trendy, hip novel to read right now in the spring, in the summer, put it in your beach and pool bag. And when I tell you, I got to the park for the last hour of this audiobook, and I had a little over an over an hour. And I and I said, I am to myself, I am not literally not stopping walking until this book is done. I can't. I had to. I didn't want to like sit and listen. I wanted to feel like I was doing something. And by the time I finished, I got back to my car. My jaw was on the floor, and that's what people are saying about this book. Stop. I have to work after this. I want to just read this all day. My jaw was on the floor. I sat in my car and I sat by myself and I was thinking, how did she do this? How did she possibly do this? It's brilliant. When people are saying it's original, it's original. It's brilliant. It's binge worthy. I loved it. It's cover story by Susan Rigetti. I'm truly foaming at the mouth. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so we this was one we both really wanted to read, but I had read My Friend Anna a couple years ago when it came out. I very much enjoyed it. I watched the Netflix series, which is actually quite different from the book. Um, Inventing Anna is pretty different from the book, although it's about the same thing. I can go on for days about the differences, but I said, you know what? I don't need another. I think directly, I was like, ah, if it's too derivative, I don't need another Anna Delvey story because you know I've we've been there, done that. But I am one thousand percent going to read this next <laughs> very soon. <laughs> and to give you an illustration of what, um, when I heard you were listening to this, I, and I looked at the pages, I have a print copy in front of me. I was like, excuse me, how are you going to get through it? So, for example, it says from Cat Wolf to Y Combinator subject. Re, 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 applied to Y Combinator, date, June 19th, 2017. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way Renee is going to get through this, but that's I a did. testament to how good this book is because yes. you didn't have it in another format. You're like, I don't care. I will ignore that piece for the bulk of this, for the good totally. of the story. Mm. Totally. And yeah. I was able to do that. I was able to do that. I know some other, I know that some people opted to go with the print. And I can't say what I would have done if I would have had the print. Maybe I would have switched, but I will Mm -hmm. say the narrator just nailed it. Like there's another reason, and and I can't say any, I can't give you details, but there's another reason why I think the audio was so fascinating and the, the narrator was so good, so, so good, because I got so caught up in, in, in parts of it and the way the narrator to, like told the story and did the voices that it contributed to me missing a lot of things I shouldn't have missed. <laughs> oh, interesting. And I don't know That's if that okay, would have been though. The That's same. fun. Yeah. Like you're you're entertained. That made it super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And if you have the audio, try try just try it. See what you think. Okay. But yeah, this was this was really good. All right. Good, 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 good. All right. Let me tell you about my shelf edition. This is Hope and Glory by 
Jendella Benson. I saw this on underscore Lala Bear's Instagram. And this one comes out today. This is a debut by a British Nigerian author. And what caught my eye, this is a heartfelt family drama that will delight book club readers. And it's for fans of The Girl with a Louding Voice, which by Abby Duray, which I really enjoyed. So I'm like, all right, I need to see more about this. This book is about a character named Glory Akindele, who returns to London from her seemingly glamorous life in L.A. to mourn the sudden death of her father, only to find when she gets there that her family has fallen apart. Her brother Victor is in jail and won't speak to her because she didn't come home for his trial. Her older sister Faith, once was a busy career woman, appears to have lost her independence and ambition. And worst of all, their mother, Celeste, is heading toward a breakdown after the death of her husband and the shame of her son's incarceration. And so instead of going back home to L.A., she decides to stay and try and bring everybody together, which is much easier said than done, especially since her own life isn't exactly working out according to plan either. There is a chance reunion with a man that she knew in her teens named Julian, which gives her the courage to start questioning why her respectable but obsessively private Nigerian immigrant family is the way it is. But Glory's questioning unearths a massive secret that shatters the family's fragile peace, and she risks losing everyone she deeply cares about in pursuit of the truth. Come on. I'm like, Mm, that that sounds sounds fabulous. I am Mm -hmm. very excited about this. Lovely cover, too. This is Hope and Glory by Jendela Benson. Okay. And out now, you said? It comes out now, the day this episode comes out. Nice. Okay. Um, Side thing, but what was the Instagram account you mentioned? Oh, uh uh-huh. Underscore Lala Bear. Lala Bear. Okay. Lala Bear. Okay. Got it. Okay. Good. My shelf edition, I remember when you mentioned earlier that you tend to be in the mood for summer thrillers or thrillers in the summer. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I am bringing Look Closer by David Ellis comes out July 5th. Okay, Tina, this is being billed as part Gone Girl, part Strangers on the Train. And I can't resist. I can't can't resist. Okay. This is a clever and fast-paced novel of greed, revenge, obsession, and quite possibly the perfect murder. Here's what else you're going to like, Tina. You have a couple, Simon and Vicky, and they live in a wealthy area of Chicago. He is, yes, uh uh-huh. He is a respected law professor and she's an advocate for domestic violence victims. Their marriage is stable, if unexciting, but if you know one thing, you know what's coming. Absolutely nothing is what it seems. These two are far from normal and one of them might be a killer. Cut to The body of a beautiful socialite is found hanging in a mansion in a nearby suburb. And Simon and Vicky's secrets start to unravel. We find out about a secret whirlwind affair, a $20 million trust fund that's about to come due, decades-long grudges, and obsessions with revenge. There's a lot going on. This is being billed as having complex webs and devastating consequences. So the question seems to be, of Simon and Vicky, who is the liar? Are they both liars? And who exactly is conning who? Mm. And that's Look Closer by David Ellis. Heck yeah, good find. Con Uh 
Chicago. And I'm like, oh, a Chicago suburb. Is it by me? Which one? I <laughs> like, know. Obviously, and that is not important, but that sounds so good. I know. And revenge. Obsessive revenge. <sighs> Obsessive revenge. Okay. Can't, can't forget about revenge. Nope. All right. Yay. All right. Well, that's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us by following us wherever you listen and by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get our show out to new listeners and grows our audience. And don't forget, if you would like access to exclusive bonus content, you can join us for $5 a month on patreon.com slash booktalk, etc. Thanks so much to our Discord moderators, Zach at Zachary.Goodreads and Genevieve at Genevieve.Reading for helping us get our Discord off the ground and for allowing us to bring this wonderful space to our patrons. Feedback and questions about the show can be sent to booktalketc at gmail.com. You can also connect with us both at booktalketc on Instagram, Tina at TBR, etc., and me, Renee, at It's Book Talk. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, remember, everything's better with books. Did I mention I stayed up late? <laughs> I know. I did too. And uh, it's and it stormed here. I have no idea what yes. time. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking it was maybe 4.30 or 5. And oh. I don't even know if I got back to sleep. Oh, wow. Uh, so. We slept with the, the window open. And we we heard this crazy noise. And John's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come here. It was uh, coyotes. They found something oh. to eat. And they were like, like yelling and stuff. Oh. It was so cool. We have a forest preserve right behind our house. So you can hear the coyotes and like the frogs. But it was so nice. We slept with the window open. Oh my. And of course, I thought about the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And I was like, oh my Uh-oh. God, if somebody like sleeps in. But anyway, <laughs> we um, survived. Oh my gosh. Did it storm? It did storm. It can, yeah. yeah. But I think I think it stormed earlier. It was not... I don't remember okay. it overnight. Yeah, I you guys probably did get it because I think, I think it, we- it came our way then mm-hmm. during the night. So anyway, oh, nice. Midwest weather update. It's sunny Very now. Cool. It's sunny now. It is sunny now. It and is A bit sunny. chilly, but I will take sunny and chilly. I'll take that.